Hi, I'm Jake Parker with the What's Your Story podcast. Here I talk with my guests about their life experiences, as well as current and long-term goals, and what gets them through the ups and downs. If you enjoy the show, please rate and subscribe. And don't forget to visit my website, jparkerfitlife.com, for access to my Instagram account, blog, and more. Hi guys, this is Jake Parker with the Watch Your Story podcast. Today my guests are Joe and Christy Beeson. They are the Wild Beesons and they've been traveling for, I guess it would be about a couple months now um, after their wedding. After they got married, they decided they wanted to travel for a while. Uh, they're doing a lot of backpacking, leaving out of their car, um, kind of roughing it. And so I thought it'd be interesting to talk about the journey that they're on, what started them on it, uh, what kind of trials they've run into, what they've enjoyed, and just kind of their story overall. So you guys want to go ahead and say hi? Hey, Jake. This is Joe here and here with... <laughs> hi, it's Christy. And uh, we're, we're talking to you from San Jose, California. We've been, like you said, traveling around the United States, doing hiking, living out of our car. But for the last week, we've been staying with some friends in San Jose. Which yeah. is nice. <laughs> so, so for starters, what what was the whole idea behind it? How'd you get started, and what did the whole outline and plan look like? Um. Well, we kind of had this idea a while ago of like doing something like different. I don't know. Like, we kind of thought like this is the only time in, in your life, I guess, until you retire, that you have the time to really open-endedly do whatever you want. So. We obviously discussed it a lot, saved a bunch of money. And then before the wedding, we both quit our jobs in Milwaukee. Uh, I was an engineer with Milwaukee Tool. Christy worked at a dental office. And then after our wedding, we set out on the road. And I guess we didn't really have much of a plan. We knew some mm-hmm. of the places we wanted to go and some stuff we wanted to do. But for the most part, it was pretty open-ended. So what? how long had you been planning, would you say? You know, when was like the first time you thought of the idea um so we thought about a lot of different ways we could go about doing mm-hmm. it at first we were like let's get a build a tiny home we can do that and then mm-hmm. we're like well that's going to take a lot of money a lot of effort a lot of time so we downgraded to like redoing a van and then we're like that's still a lot of money and effort mm-hmm. so then we settled on the idea of doing the car um but the whole process of like going through each stage and like really thinking about it and saving we probably thought about it for about a year before the wedding which is in September Mm -hmm. um so it did take a lot of thought and a lot of courage and bravery I guess to Mm -hmm. actually like go through with it yeah so you always had the idea of wanting to do something you just weren't sure exactly what that was going to be what sort of travel or a little venture you're going to take yeah so you guys are focusing on the west why did you decide that um, I think we both agreed that the Western United States was cool and interesting and something we hadn't really done before. We've traveled around the Midwest and here and there just living different places, going to Colorado and stuff, but really never been west of the Rockies at all. Mm-hmm. I guess we really didn't think about going to the East Coast at all. Like, I think really. the West is so much more like open and wild per se. That yeah. One, it's, it's cool to see that, but it's also a lot easier to camp. Mm-hmm. Free and yeah. yeah that's kind of what there's i there's a lot of national parks and stuff yeah that's kind of what i got because it's like it seems like the east is more so it's kind of like 
can stuff where you go and you do like tourist destinations and stay in nice places. Whereas like for what you guys are doing, trying to travel on a budget and really kind of experience living, you know, living in the wild, kind of doing the minimalist thing. The West definitely makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So we've, it's actually been pretty surprising how many places we've found to camp for actually free or very mm-hmm. little money, which I didn't think that was going to be possible. Um, but we've been seeing a lot of people like also just living out of their vans and that has kind of inspired us to think about what our next trip might be and mm-hmm. possibly trying to create our own van. So that's kind of fun. Um, definitely have noticed though, like when we were in Utah, Colorado, Wyoming, Idaho, much easier to find just like a free place to camp in a national mm-hmm. forest. Once you get out like to the coast where there's more people, it becomes much more of a like chore we have there's apps and stuff to help you find free campsites but there's way more people way more state parks and stuff so it's harder to find free places out Mm -hmm. here like on the coast but still doable yeah so how do you i know that your initial plan was to try to stay with friends and family when you can has that been something that you've been able to do like what how, how much of the time have you been able to do that I feel like we've done kind of like 50 50 mm-hmm. like we've done a lot of like we don't usually don't stay in the same camp spot more than one night we do a mm-hmm. lot of like bouncing around when we're actually on the road um, but when we do find that we have time to go to family or friends we stay there for at least like three nights I feel like yeah which is a nice break we can shower yeah, do laundry have a bed to sleep in mm-hmm. so it's good all those luxuries that you don't have. Yeah, it's been fun, like, seeing people I, I knew from college or family members or aunts and uncles that maybe we've seen once in the last 10 years, and then mm-hmm. you get to stay with them for a couple nights. And even if we're not doing anything crazy, it's fun just to sit around, have dinner, and talk to the people that you haven't really met. Like, we stayed with my dad's cousin in Washington for a couple nights, and I don't think I'd seen him since I was, like, 10 years old. But it was fun just to talk about hunting and Washington, all the things that we have in common that we just haven't yeah. seen each other in a long time. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's another cool opportunity. You probably you probably kind of racked your brain a little bit too, just thinking like who you could go and see. And even if they weren't yeah. someone that you're close to, I'm sure you find it nice how accepting everyone has, has seemed to be. So I me, mean, at least from from an outsider's perspective. Definitely. So that's another thing I was curious about. You're getting to meet different people and like getting suggestions on where to stay and stuff like that. Has that been one of the interesting parts, just getting to meet these different people in the different areas that you're going to? Um, yeah, we, we definitely have met some interesting people. Just being in campsites, you kind of have some offhand conversations here mm-hmm. and there. Uh, we actually ran into a guy, um, where was that? Mount St. Helens, who had a Husker sticker on his car. Mm-hmm. So we sat there and talked for a while and ended up like knowing some people in similar and he was moving to Seattle and he's like, well, I mean, if you need a spot to stay, you can come crash with me. So it was like, it was pretty interesting meeting someone for 10 minutes and getting his number and information Mm and pretty cool stuff like that here and there. And so as far as, you know, you kind of talked about like the budgeting aspect a little bit and saving money, like, like the year leading up, but how much of a factor was thinking about the budget? in like the leading up to it and then on like the day-to-day now how much is that something that you have to pay attention to obviously it's nice here sounds like you're saving a lot of money staying with people or staying at places for free but how how much does that have to be prioritized for you guys yeah i mean we've probably stayed in a hotel 
like three times throughout the trip just because we like actually had nowhere else to go mm -hmm. it seemed like or we were near Yellowstone and it was below zero but we wanted to see Yellowstone so we had to have a, find a place to stay so those kind of things uh I feel like we kind of set into the budget so mm -hmm. you know like we may have to do this at some point mm -hmm. so we're not like panicking mm -hmm. um but saving we just save the same amount each month and it's it's different because you're not like paying rent or anything yeah. but you still yeah. end up spending quite a bit of money on gas and food and mm -hmm. when we do visit people we tend to like go out for a drink or go out mm -hmm. for dinner or do something fun so that's something you think about too so like leading up to that and deciding to leave your jobs was that a tough decision like how did you guys kind of eventually how did you have the courage I guess to to make that leap and what was it like you know I'm sure you got a lot of questions from like family and friends and like the people at your jobs you know how how what was that whole process like for you guys um that's a good question because it was kind of like first off it was a discussion between me and Christy of like mm -hmm. this is something we really want to do we're not gonna be able to do this in 10 years when we have a family and a house and everything this is like the time to do something the wedding's a good like stop gap to say this is when we're going to do it and then we kind of told people here and there like we told our families who initially were kind of questioning is like mm -hmm. is this a good idea because they thought we were going to be like depleting our 401ks and everything and like mm -hmm. once we like, assured them that we've been saving money they were all pretty excited about it and even with work like right off the bat people were very surprised like when i told my boss that i was going to be quitting in a month he was definitely surprised but as you talk to people, everyone is pretty supportive because it's a cool thing, right? And like not many people do something like that. So everyone's interested. Everyone wants to know what the plan is. Mm -hmm. What are you guys going to do? So I would say overall, like everyone, very supportive of what we were doing. Yeah. Lots of people had ideas and like gave us places they recommended, mm -hmm. things we should be doing. Is is there any sort of timeline right now that you guys have? Or are you just kind of still just kind of feeling it out and kind of going about um, in the places you had planned going? So our plan is to be back to Omaha, Nebraska on like the 20th of December. So we can be okay. back for Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, so we have about three weeks or so left, which is kind of crazy that we're already in December. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to do like Southern California, we'll go over to Arizona, meet up with a friend in Moab, Utah, and then probably just start making our way back to Nebraska. And then we'll be home for Christmas with the family. And then we're actually going to Jamaica with my family oh, okay. for like a, a true vacation, mm -hmm. which will be <laughs> like a nice pampered sit on the beach kind of deal. Yeah, a little change there. Yeah, definitely different. And I think um, what we'll do then is come back from that vacation and then hang out in Nebraska for a bit and try to figure out what's next. We probably won't head out like traveling again. We'll probably just start trying to figure out where we want to move and Jobs. what the next chapter is. Mm -hmm. has, has traveling around kind of given you some insight as far as, was that another kind of one of the plans just kind of, not that you had to make a long-term plan necessarily, but kind of just get a, a sense of what you guys want out of your life, especially starting your life together at this point. We definitely went into it with the idea of like, let's figure out what we want to do with our life and mm -hmm. kind of like have a new 
like a new starting point because we lived together for a while before we got married but mm-hmm. this is obviously like completely different now we're living in a car trying to figure out where we want to move and it's pretty open-ended yeah i think more than anything living out of your car and having everything that you need with you mm-hmm. we've definitely realized kind of what what you enjoy and like what things that you wish you had what things you like could have left behind and mm-hmm. i think we both like enjoyed everything we've done and it's been a great experience but we also look forward to like getting back into the, the routines of normal life and mm-hmm. like being able to make dinner on a stove and <laughs> wash dishes in a mm-hmm. sink and little things like that yeah. that you didn't really think would play a big picture yeah yeah it seems to me like kind of part of the overlying theme is just like you know having the live in this this like life out of your trunk and kind of just traveling all over the place it, it's probably just give you a lot of perspective on like you know, we, I think so oftentimes we think we need so much to be comfortable or to be happy and, you know, just the things that we grow up with in our day-to-day life, but it probably kind of gives you a, a fresh perspective of like, you know, you can survive and even thrive on so little. Yeah, we've definitely, we've been living out of like, we each have like two small boxes of clothes and throughout the trip we're like, oh my gosh, I don't know if we're going to we like, need more clothes or what's going on. And then by this time during the trip, we're like, we could have done with one box of clothes each. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't really need all of these things, which is kind of, kind of surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's another thing I was curious about. I saw that uh, uh, I was reading your guys' blog posts and the fact that you guys are journaling every day to kind of just, you know, have a, a remembrance of this crazy time in your lives. And I was just curious of, like, what are some of the biggest overlying lessons or like one of those some of the experiences that stick out the most or maybe even something that was surprising or unexpected about it um i say one thing right off the bat was kind of when you like imagine yourself living out of your car driving around doing whatever you want i imagined having like more free time mm-hmm. like because i think you wake up like what are we going to do today we don't have to do anything we can sit around and read or journal but once you get into the routine of like wanting to go to different places, you end up driving for a couple hours each day. And it's Mm -hmm. not just get on the highway and drive. You're on a bunch of weird roads and you stop for food. You stop for to do a hike or see something. And your day ends up going a lot quicker, especially in the winter where it's, you only have 12 hours, maybe 10 Mm -hmm. hours of sunlight each day. So you end up yeah realizing everything goes a lot quicker we've gone to bed mm-hmm. a lot earlier than i thought we ever would just because mm-hmm. the sun goes down and it's like 7 30 and you're like oh it's time for bed <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah because the sun's going down at like 5 30 now yeah but i would say like lessons are kind of interesting things we've learned i mean there's more some like overarching stuff but mm-hmm. it's been very interesting living with someone 24 7 for two and a half months, right? Like we've lived together, we hung out all the time, but you do have your own time where you go to work and you- Yeah, that is true. That is a big difference. So I think right off the bat, we got on each other's nerves a lot more than we expected (laughs) because it was constant, right? And like, I think we've learned that you have to have your your alone time, your time where you wanna read whatever you wanna do or you wanna journal, you wanna Mm -hmm. do something or like go off and, walk the dog by yourself it's just Mm -hmm. nice to have your own time for some things was there anything that just like totally did not meet your expectations and in in a good or a bad way like some totally new experience that you weren't expecting camping in the cold (laughs) camping in the cold yeah i read about that you said uh 
there was the, there was the day when you guys just had like you're trying to sleep and it was like 30 40 mile an hour winds yeah it like some places we've been at have been like crazy winds it gets like below freezing mm-hmm. and then, then you just don't want to get up like you're just mm-hmm. you're in your nice warm sleeping bag and you have to think about the fact that you have to pack everything up or else mm-hmm. you can't leave your campsite yeah that's kind of a little bit different than waking up in the house that's that's 70 degrees right yeah <laughs> yeah it's like camping is novel and fun but then once you do it every single day and you have to like pack everything up in the cold regardless of the situation mm-hmm. it's definitely different than like a weekend camping trip with your family where you have a yeah. fire just sing songs and mess around <laughs> and then wake up in the morning at when in the summer too like usually when you think about that people are doing that in the summer yeah if i were to recommend like someone doing like something like this i would definitely lean towards if you can do it more in the summer mm-hmm. it's definitely we've had fun yeah it's been fine but there's less things that you have to worry about in the summer mm-hmm. more daylight a little warmer are there but, any are there any like like really cool tools that you guys discovered before or after like any must-haves that you'd recommend somebody have we've used our like our we have a small stove and that's what oh, we yeah. find most nights so like definitely recommend that because you're not going to be able to always have a fire. Mm-hmm. So being able to have that little stove with you is like kind of a lifesaver. Mm-hmm. And cooking, like when you think about cooking, we started off like making like more complex meals and using like three or four pans and like trying to cook the same way we cooked at home. Mm-hmm. And you that realize quickly quick. that yeah, the dishes are much worse <laughs> than the cooking mm-hmm. part because when you just have a bucket of water, it's a pain to yeah. scrape stuff apart so we've used the cast iron skillet almost entirely then because it's super easy to clean mm-hmm. and try to make a lot of one pan meals yeah thinking about food like normally we're we either just have coffee or, or oatmeal in the morning which is easy because we just want to get up and go and mm-hmm. then we usually just have like pb and j for lunch because that's super easy and it's cheaper and then dinner is where we like really like think about it during the day of like what we're actually hungry for mm-hmm. and what sounds good. Were you guys uh, getting most of your food just like stopping somewhere uh, like day to day usually kind of stuff? Yeah, we usually would just stop at the store in town. We'll try to think about at least like the night of cooking and then the mm-hmm. next day. So if we don't run into another good grocery store, we have food. Um, but yeah, it's kind of day to day. We have a cooler. How big is a cooler? 45 quarts. 45 quart cooler, which works pretty well and keeps basically what we need. We don't need mm-hmm. too much more than that, or then the food just kind of goes to waste. Mm-hmm. Has there been like some go-to meals that you guys like? One of our best is just breakfast for dinner. <laughs> oh yeah, because it's so easy, like mm-hmm. super easy to clean up. If you have more time, you can get more, like do more potato stuff. But mm-hmm. it's super easy just to do like eggs, some bacon. And then mix in some greens or what stir fry and some vegetables. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to cook, easy to clean. Yeah, we've made like uh, clam chowder, which is really good. Joe made a really okay. good clam chowder. We did like a spicy shrimp alfredo, which that takes a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, work and pans and cleanup, but sometimes it's worth it to have a nicer meal. Mm-hmm. So day-to-day and even like week-to-week and and even farther out how much of what you guys are doing is planned versus just more or less winging it i mean obviously you have to have some sort of outline but how specific pretty much the only thing that's planned is when we visit someone in between like we're leaving here on sunday 
and we're not exactly sure where we're headed yet. <laughs> yeah. We want to go to Yosemite, but it's kind of dependent on the weather, the weather there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of places like that we for sure want to go because we've heard about them. They're a cool national park or something. But mm -hmm. a lot of what we do is kind of just random, right? Like we'll stop somewhere for lunch and see something like a cool hike nearby or a cool town. Like it's fun to walk around a random town on the beach or something. So mm -hmm. it's pretty open-ended, I would say. Like there's definitely big hits, things that we wanted to do. But for the most part, it's day to day. What has been, what's been some of your favorite places? I know that I read that you guys found that you like the Pacific Northwest the best as far as area so far. What have been some of the other highlights? Um, I'd say my favorite so far was Yellowstone. Mm -hmm. Just because Yellowstone's such a cool place, a really cool ecosystem. I'd been there before in the summer, but in the winter after a snow, there's just so many less people. And then the animals are all out and about and it's really fun just to drive around and see elk and bison mm -hmm. saw some grizzly bears just definitely a different world than what you're used to same with like the pacific northwest or like northern california the redwoods mm -hmm. it's like i'd say it's very humbling to see trees that are 300 feet tall and mm -hmm. 20 feet at the base because it's just something you're not used to it's yeah a whole and seeing that in touch with nature i'm sure is just a pretty powerful feeling um i've really liked the oregon washington coast just being like near the ocean is fun but i feel like my favorite city that we've been to was definitely seattle that was a lot of fun i like that place a lot of good places to eat and mm -hmm. walk around so that was a good time was that a thing with just you guys or did you uh know somebody up there so we stayed with uh college buddy jordan and, oh, okay. and actually, Jordan Horn. Yeah. And actually, while we were there, another college buddy, Ian Kobler, was visiting mm -hmm. his sister. So we actually met up one day and okay. did some breweries, walked around, hung out with them too. So that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I was curious about is like you guys specifically targeted the West, but was it, did you ever, you know, I know you kind of threw around a lot of plans. Did you ever think about like going somewhere else? even like outside of America, like overseas. I think one of the cool, another one of the cool themes you can kind of take away is like, there's so much to see in the US. I think a lot of times people are guilty of wanting to plan a trip and having it be like in another country. We forget that there's so much stuff that we haven't seen here. Did, was there ever a consideration of going somewhere else? I don't think there was too much consideration because we knew we wanted to do a road trip and be able mm -hmm. to do all more on the cheaper side. Yeah, um, and the aspect of like seeing family and friends. To, yeah, we do wish we'd be able to get up to like Canada and Alaska mm. though. That's something that eventually I feel like we'll we'll do. Yeah, but um, it's kind of like Europe and Asia and there's so many obviously really cool places to go on vacation and see mm. and you've like done some of that before. But you're right, it's amazing what is in America. Like some of like the most diverse landscape from the plains to the mountains to the ocean mm -hmm. to the forest it's it's very cool to get like a what, like a survey of america i think i just think the other thing i mean the thing that we forget too like living in america is you know someone from europe or asia like a lot of times if you say for example if you live in spain or italy or like whatever it is their country is so small and the fact that living in america we can freely travel you know we go to like a warm beach or you go up north and you you go like the northwest is something totally different 
you can go to big cities, you can go to the plains. Like, I think that's, I think we're, we're definitely lucky that we can go to so many different regions and environments and still be in the U.S. and not have to fight with any uh, crossing major borders or anything like that. Yeah, it's definitely conducive to traveling and doing a road trip. And my family growing up would always do a summer road trip, maybe for a week and a half, two weeks. So we'd go to the East Coast or Yellowstone or went to Texas, stuff like that. And it's really cool all that you get to see. And I think one of the, my favorite parts about this trip is taking it slow and not having days where you drive 12 hours to get to somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's, we try to never really drive more than four hours a day. So you do get to stop and stay in a lot of cool places. And just little things like shopping at a grocery store that is completely different. And you mm-hmm. see seeing way more seafood that's fresh cut seafood it's it's just kind of cool to see the way people who are essentially really similar right like most of americans are pretty similar people Mm -hmm. compared to europe or asia Mm -hmm. but there's just so many really different but yeah i like that too because i feel like that's probably another one of the advantages of having a long-term trip like this it's like usually when we go somewhere like the typical person you know you have a few days or maybe a week at most and so you're really trying to you know really try hard to hit all these different places but i'm sure it's nice to like you said just have the aspect of taking it slow and not necessarily having a strict outline is there any places that you guys saw that were kind of just like a recommendation from someone you met along the way or that you kind of weren't really expecting to go to or weren't expecting to be an impactful place to go um well we met a lady hiking when we were in utah she really liked our dog and gave gus some petting and then she was from Washington. So she gave us a bunch of places to go visit in Washington. And then we visited my uncle in Washington and he ended up giving us like a lot of the same recommendations. So mm-hmm. we did go up in the North Cascades, go on the Cascade Highway, um, saw a bunch of the islands in the Puget Sound, which were all things that we had thought about, but it was cool hearing it from different people that that mm-hmm. was a really cool places to go. Yeah. That reminds me. I also, I wanted to ask about how it was having Gus, your, uh, your dog on the trip too has it has that has he been pretty relaxed and pretty laid back has it has it ever been tough for him he's actually doing really well um mm-hmm. he's very good at just riding in the car he doesn't get crazy or anything but he it's surprising how active he has been on the trip because like mm-hmm. usually we'll be at work and asleep during the day mm-hmm. but we went on a 19 mile hike and he went with us and he just stuck it through the whole time which we were both kind of surprised he's done a really good job though yeah he's loving it i mean this is what dogs are like meant to do just Mm -hmm. run around outside and sniff things pee on stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) he definitely he's definitely loving it like and not being stuck in the house all day like the typical typical american dog definitely one of the more interesting or not interesting but things that come along with having a dog is visiting national parks because you can't mm-hmm. really hike in national parks with a dog. Mm-hmm. So had we not had the dog, we probably would have spent more time in certain national parks. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like been a good balance of, hey, we can come drive through, maybe leave him in a car and go walk around the visitor center or something. But there's places we would definitely go back without a dog and hike around for a week or something. So, yeah. We've struck a good balance between seeing the, the cool stuff that national parks have to offer without spending a ton of time there. Mm-hmm. So getting close to, you know, wrapping your trip up, is there any thing you wish you would have known at first or like any good advice you would give to someone thinking about doing the same thing? 
have a good sleeping pad for sure. Um, sleeping on the ground. I have one, but I feel like I could have one that was a little bit thicker. Mm-hmm. But having one of those is like kind of a, a big thing to have, I think, at least. Yeah, definitely helpful when you're sleeping in the tent every night. Mm-hmm. I would say, like, if I were to give advice to someone who wanted to do something like this, um, not planning too much, I think, is critical, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you pick some places you want to go and pick some people you want to stay with but try not to like plan everything out too much because a lot of the fun things that happen just happened because you were somewhere and you didn't have anything to do and you found a cool place to get some food or Mm -hmm. just little things that you wouldn't really think about that you might miss if you made too much of a plan. Yeah. And you probably put unnecessary stress on yourself doing that too. If you, if you have too much that you want to squeeze in. So uh, we'll wrap up here. One last question. I I'm just curious what do you think it's going to be back going like going back to like what you would call a normal life, you know, more relaxed, finding a place to settle down and eventually, you know, going back and having your some sort of job again. I'm guessing that's what you guys are planning. Uh, what sort of things do you guys want to take away from this? And you think it'll be a big adjustment? How, how do you think all that will work? Um, like, obviously, yeah, you're correct. We will have to get jobs again. We, mm-hmm. we don't have enough money to do this indefinitely. But I also think we wouldn't necessarily want to do this indefinitely. It's really Mm -hmm. fun to travel. It's really fun to see everything. But it's also fun to do the normal things. And yes, you have to have a job. And we definitely discuss about what kind of job really would fulfill you. And Mm -hmm. there's obviously all that's a whole separate conversation, right? Of Mm -hmm. figuring out what you want to do with your life. But taking kind of some of the little things we've learned from living out of our car for three months back in the next step when we live in a house, I think we'll definitely appreciate like kind of some of the creature comforts of having a house, having mm-hmm. running water, having a stove. Like it, it, it's really nice to have those things. And I think we will probably uh, take them for granted less, mm-hmm. yeah. but also like time usage. I think when you have a job, you have so much of your day planned out for you. So you have less mm-hmm. free time. You maybe have a couple hours each night and I think doing something like this where you do have more freedom, it makes you kind of realize that you only are given this much time in a day. So you need to choose what you do wisely and try not to spend time doing frivolous things that you don't, don't really care about or that are, mm-hmm. aren't really bringing you joy. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I totally agree with that. I feel like yeah, the biggest thing that I'll take from it is we were, we were really excited to travel and like see everything and we've really like appreciated the time that we've like had doing this and seeing new things but I think like being on the road and being away from a lot of people kind of like puts into perspective like do you want to like value like relationships family friends or like where you're actually world um like for living or traveling which we've like we've loved every second of it but I think like it shows us more that we do like value those relationships a lot and we Mm -hmm. want to be somewhere where we can like continue to grow those relationships like moving forward. Yeah, Joe, I love what you said. Just the fact that it seems like that's something I try to think about a lot is just the fact that it seems like so often we do things because we feel like we're obligated or we feel like, you know, we should, or we have to, but it's like we have more freedom than we think a lot of times. And it's, 
it's useful to try to think about what things could I cut out and what things should I do more of, even if it's just as simple as, you know, uh, trying a hobby out more, spending less time with people that, you know, don't add value to your life. I think that that can transcend a lot of different areas. Even little things like going out to eat. We don't go out to eat almost ever until we were with friends. Mm -hmm. Whereas like when you live in a city, sometimes it's easy just to grab a bite to eat somewhere. Mm -hmm. I think you really appreciate like going out to dinner and having like, drinks with friends more when it's not something you can readily do. Mm -hmm. Like when we know we're going to stay with someone in two days leading to that, we're both just so excited tonight. Mm -hmm. We get to shower and then we need to go just sit and talk and eat dinner with some people. And we really look forward to just little things like that. So, uh, yeah. And then that also made me wonder, did this spark or is this a result of kind of thinking about career changes for you guys or, you think you'll kind of go and do the same thing? Not really sure. Still kind of figuring it out. Um, definitely still like I think figuring out what like I want to do. I'm a mechanic engineer by trade, so I worked for three years in a, a power tool company making power tools, which I really enjoyed. But also, it's kind of a nice time not to do anything. Where do you want to go? And I don't have any great answers. Mm -hmm. But I think that's going to be the next step of kind of coming back to reality, looking at jobs, figuring out what really I want to do, where we want to move and kind of going from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It really just like puts it into perspective that you want to spend most of your day doing something that you actually genuinely love. Yeah, so I feel sure. like that's something we're really trying to just like hone in on and figure out what that exactly is for us. Mm -hmm. And to kind of take a break from just the routine of like make money, pay the bills, buy new stuff and just kind of realizing that, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot more to life. I'm sure that among the, the, the many lessons you guys take away, that'll be one too. Yeah, for sure. Kind of with that of the memory you make, urge people to do something similar. I mean, three months is it's a good amount of time. It's a good amount of time. Mm -hmm. My brother's doing a similar trip. He is on the road for eight months. So that's a totally different trip. But mm -hmm. regardless of your situation, it's, it's definitely a good idea to do something like this. It's out of your comfort zone. It's kind of puts you in situations that you really can't get in in the normal nine to five yeah. life. So it's overall been a great experience and we both would definitely urge us or at least agree that we made a good decision doing yeah. it. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Well, that's, that's all the questions I have. Do you guys want to end with any closing thoughts? Uh, mention I know that you have uh, a few nice blogs up and you have your Instagram page if you want to mention that yeah so we're on Instagram at the wild um, and then we also have a link in the bio for our blog which has just a few things about like the places and um, quite a few pictures that we haven't been able to put onto Instagram but has some good info and some stuff about how we are actually like camping and how we're finding mm -hmm. our campsites and what kind of it looks like so check that out it's pretty cool yeah the pictures are really another nice. like oh thank you i was just gonna <laughs> add, like are you guys are you guys just using like an iphone yeah most of them are on the iphone and then joe actually has his brother's old camera that he's been oh. messing around I wonder, with a they're high quality. oh i was gonna say coming into it i think we both had grander ideas of making blog posts and like mm -hmm. instagramming things every day like keeping people up to date with what we're doing i think we both 
agreed that it's fun to post those things and it's fun to like, let people know what we're doing. But we definitely not sure we're doing it every day. We kind of realized that this is more for us. Like we mm -hmm. want to do what we want to do. And when we get a chance to make a post or something, it's fun. Mm -hmm. but it definitely has decreased in priority. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's anything like, with social media. It's like, I know I fall into the trap of like, do you want to look like you're being insightful and have good things to share or do you actually want to you know is it about really improving yourself and learning things yourself i think that social media can definitely be a tool but it can definitely be abused at the same time yeah no i totally agree yeah because we're having like the best time like we're doing a lot of stuff and there's a lot of stuff that we're doing that's not actually being mm -hmm. posted about but i mean the stuff that we are posting about still shows that we're having lots of fun so mm -hmm. All right, guys. Well, thanks for coming on today. It was a fun conversation. I appreciate it. Thank you. Good it's talking fine. to you, Jake. This has been the What's Your Story podcast. I'm Jake Parker. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast and listen in to new episodes every Monday and Saturday. Also, give us a rating and review or share with a friend or family member you think might enjoy the show. I'm always looking for new guests, so if you or someone you know would like to come on the show, please reach out by email or Instagram. Both are easily available on my website, jparkerfitlife.com. Thanks.